Welcome to this recording of Strategize Your Business Online. I am your host, Dee Boswell Buck. Not a lot of people are aware that I was part of a book compilation. This book is called The Balancing Act, The Quest for a Work-Life Balance. I wanted to write a story or I wanted to write my story, my true life story about a woman who had a baby at the age of 41 and wanted to leave her job and the plans that was put into place. This was me. So I'm sharing my story about having my daughter at an age that was a little bit older than most and then going back to work, my nine to five, going back to school and then making some hard decisions that I wanted to leave my job and start my own small business. I hope you enjoy this story, my story, and I hope you're inspired. Again, the book is called The Balancing Act, The Quest for a Work-Life Balance. You're listening to Strategize Your Business Online, designed for entrepreneurs like yourself who are looking to get more visibility strategically for your business in the online space. I'm Dee Boswell Buck, digital marketing strategist and founder of Boswell Buck Creative. They say that days before having a baby, women go through a ritual that tells them it is time to get their homes in order. I told my husband and Clyde that I wanted to have meals prepared and frozen. I convinced him to have us go on a last major run to the grocery store. The nurse who was booked for our private maternity class was to come by our home that weekend. We had forgotten to book it at the hospital months ago. It was a hot August evening. And as Clive drove the car out of the garage, I felt a small pop. It wasn't just a pop. I wasn't aware that my water had just broke. On our way to the supermarket, I began to feel a lot of pain. We drove through the parking lot, made a U-turn, and went back home. It was showtime. We grabbed our packed bags and hightailed it to the hospital. Clive walked me into emergency and tried to convince me to sit in a wheelchair. I was not having it. I could not sit. It wasn't possible. I wasn't aware that the baby was crowning. A nurse led me to a room and told me that I was 10 centimeters dilated. Me. Does that mean I'm having the baby now? Nurse. Probably, sweetie. Me. Grabbing the nurse's hand. I am perfectly okay with having drugs. I must have them. Nurse. Okay, sweetie. Fast forward. Our daughter was born within 15 minutes of our hospital arrival. Clive almost missed her birth parking the car. I met the doctor on call after she was born. From the time LB was born, my life changed quickly and drastically. Yeah, I was now a mother but never would I imagine that I would be a different person with huge aspirations that at any cost had to be achieved. 
a month and a half in, I was not loving maternity leave. I was lonely. At 41, the majority of my friends were parents to teenagers or 20-somethings. I was feeling that in this season of my life, I didn't have much in common with my friends anymore. I started to experience some depression. Clive searched online, looking for activities, not only for our baby, but for those that would engage me as well. He emailed me some links. I discovered the social networking site called meetup.com, and I was so excited to find activities that would allow me to meet other moms on maternity leave. There were many groups out there, not just in my immediate area. I sent RSVPs for events only to be disappointed when I arrived. Either the turnout was low or I was the only one there. I was not impressed and I was still lonely. And now that I was traveling with the baby, just getting ready took a toll on me. I called Clive at his workplace and made my first declaration of change. I vowed to no more long commutes while on maternity leave and that I would start my own mommy group in my area. The group was called the Mamalicious Mamas. Within a week of launching the group on meetup.com, I had 17 members. Our first event was a stroller walk around a local mall. Seven moms and a dad showed up. And at the end, I timidly asked if they wanted to come out again. They did. The next week, we had over 12 show up. The stroller walks, which in the summer turned into outdoor walks, and they were a popular event with attendance hitting up to 16 moms. I was hyped. I came to the conclusion that while I was thankful for the chance at motherhood, I had an inner purpose to be a leader. I wanted to offer the best customer service so that the moms that I connected with would bond with others and get out of the house. In no time, there were moms within the group who volunteered their homes for play dates. They were leading walks at the zoo, assisting at the mall visits, and kid-friendly movie dates. The Mamalicious Mamas were making a name for themselves. I arranged venues and events for professionals to speak to us about nutrition, car seat safety, and getting our babies to sleep. One of my fondest memories was when 18 of us met with our kids at a tea shop and we wore fancy hats. On occasion, the mamas were surprised that I was a warehouse supervisor by profession. They thought that I was in public relations. I was elated to hear that because that sort of was a dream for me. They thought that I had connections. Little did they know that I surfed online for discounts and speakers while my daughter was nursing. In the final two months of maternity leave, our group was online with a Facebook page, a Twitter account, and a website. By the time I returned to work, our Facebook page had almost 400 likes. Now, before returning back to work, I decided to update my LinkedIn account. 
with some of my newfound skills acquired whilst on maternity leave. Looking back, it was strange that this was suddenly important to me. Like most, I was on LinkedIn and never updated my information. I just followed my coworkers and anyone else who would send me a request. Once I completed the updates, something amazing and exciting happened. The types of jobs that were being highlighted for me were ones of social media specialist, coordinator, and manager, as well as ones having anything to do with marketing. These jobs were under the umbrella of social media marketing. I was excited. There were jobs for what I was doing when I was on maternity leave. I had to know more. I would be returning to my job as a warehouse supervisor, working in a distribution center, wearing steel-toed shoes. I had always been thankful for my job. It paid really well. The company was secure. It wasn't boring. It just wasn't for me anymore. I was not passionate about being there. I had been told from time to time that I could be more focused. As I grew my parenting group in the first year of having my baby, I was passionate and I was focused. Now that I had discovered the world of social media marketing, I knew that I had to make a career change. I didn't care that I was now lacking the time I had previously or that I was suffering from fatigue and overwhelmed as a new mom. It didn't matter that I was 42 years old now and making this decision. Time is something that I would always have less of for the next 20-something years. Fatigue and feeling overwhelmed were temporary complications that I would have to work through. And my age, my philosophy was that it was never too late to live your best life. I returned back to my job and I made the decision to go back to college. Clive was very supportive. If I was going to do this at my age, I had to be strategic. There was no time for trial and error. I found a college course that would allow me to obtain certification in social media marketing. Not only was it being taught on campus, but it was also being taught online as well. Taking the online courses would allow me to learn in the comfort of my home and not have the stress of additional commute times. My goal was to begin the following spring at the age of 43 and be certified by the age of 45. On schedule, I began my first course to certification. My workplace had a tuition reimbursement of 75%. Money was tight, so this was helpful. While I was excited and enjoying the lessons, it was pretty hectic. I woke up daily at 4.30 a.m. to commute 60 kilometers to work. At the end of the day, it was an hour and a half commute to go back home and pick up LB from the daycare. LB's my daughter, by the way. <laughs> then it was time for school when she went to bed. Time for school for me, that is. I was tired all the time, but I had to do this. My marks were much better than I thought they would be, considering that I was a C-average student back in the day. 
I was managing my schedule and the worst happened. LB became ill with hand, foot and mouth disease. She was not even two years old and she was in so much pain. She was too young to communicate how she felt and she was unable to sleep at night. That summer, Clive's mom had a stroke. The hospital care was not the best. So he would ride his bike there to spend the night until his dad could take over in the morning. There was a huge final project that was due at the end of that week for my class. I was struggling and I had to call in sick to take care of LB, call in sick to work. It was also very busy at work. Each day I called in, my manager would remind me that they really needed me there. I assured him that I would be back as soon as LB was better. I hated, I hated that he would ask me if there was anyone else who could take care of her, such as my husband or anybody, I don't know. What kind of question was that? I returned to work after being off for three days and I got pulled into the office. My manager, I'm sorry, Denise, but I have to speak to you about being off. Me, I just stared. And then I said, it's okay, do what you need to do. My manager, as you know, we're understaffed and very busy. Me, unfortunately, LB, as I told you, was very ill and she could not be in daycare because she was contagious and we had no one else to watch her. My manager, I understand, but we really needed you. Me, the stare. There's an old homeless man down the street away from us. Maybe next time I'll reach out to him. My manager, Denise, that's uncalled for. Me, look, I understand that right now you have to have this conversation with me. I'm letting you know that my attendance has always been stellar. Now, though, I have a young child who gets sick all the time, building an immune system. I hope that she never gets this sick again. But if she does, I would do this all over again. Pause for effect. Me continuing. Plus, it's illegal to leave her at home on her own. Did I mention that when I'm upset, I like to end conversations with a zinger? This was the first time that I ever received that talk in the over 20 years that I was with the company. It was a call out to the fact that when you become a parent, life has additional challenges. I did enjoy the mama bear feeling and I had no regrets for saying what I said. That week, the assignment was turned in on time and I received the B plus. When class ended, I had a B plus final mark. I was a bit disappointed, but it was nice to be out of the seas. I was determined that it would be the lowest mark that I would receive. Two years and five months later, I was certified. My average was A plus, and I was so proud of myself. I pointed out to Clive how smart I am. Imagine if I had applied myself when I was younger. He always tells me that I'm one of the smartest people he knows and that I undersell myself. I don't know why you do that, he would say. I wasn't sure myself. I did know that I had to cut it out, mainly because it didn't do me any good. And I wanted LB to see a confident mom 
therefore learning to be confident herself. So fast forward, it was a new year, 2017, and a new start in so many ways. I now had my certification in social media marketing, and I was determined to pursue a career in this field. My work had a wonderful policy about building talent within. There were opportunities for employees to take part-time courses with the company or through an accredited college or university and receive reimbursement, which is something that I did participate in. They also encouraged us to meet with management in departments that we were interested in if we were thinking about a career change. My manager was great. He set it up for me to have some meet and greets with managers from the marketing department. Unfortunately, there were no positions available at the time. And when a position did come up, it was at entry level or mid-level salary. The difference was often much lower than what I was making as a warehouse supervisor. Our family would not be able to keep up with our monthly finances. Sometimes at these meetings, I would be questioned about the fact that I already had clients. I was once asked if I was meeting with them to determine if I was on track with my small business. It was a little bit disheartening. It was also stressed to me that they rarely hired in those departments and that the budget for hiring was very small. Within 20 minutes of leaving that last meeting with the marketing department, I had come to the conclusion that I was not the right fit and that I wouldn't find a position in that area. By the end of the week, I was online searching for a job in social media marketing at other companies. The search was once again harder than I expected. I knew it would take time, but I didn't expect crickets. That mixed with a little bit of imposter syndrome made it difficult for me to keep my chin up. I had been with the same company for 24 years and in the same position for 19. In the process, I learned that my awesome resume seemed a bit dated and my age could quite possibly be calculated. And I was missing keywords that if detected would direct my resume in the trash. So three months later, I finally landed an interview. I thought it went well. However, the question about my side hustle came up again. My side hustle being my growing digital marketing company. Because of this, I didn't make it to the next round. People were both impressed and weary. I wasn't going to give up. I decided to continue to build my skills as a small business owner in my side hustle. I was determined to land a job or be able to leave my job as a solopreneur as I continued to learn. I was in it for the long haul and it was time to invest money and time into myself. No more monthly payment anything. I decided that I was no longer going to pay monthly for systems or apps that I was comfortable with. I changed my domain name and my hosting billing to one year instead of paying monthly. Apps for scheduling client work went from six months to a year, and my graphics program went from monthly to one year. I stopped wishing that I could blog, and I started blogging. I didn't know what to write about, so I started writing about 
what I would hear people talking and asking questions about. The simple stuff like what to post on social media, the best time to post, how to choose a platform, and how to get eyes on their posts. I wrote about what was passionate to me, the story of my life as an entrepreneur, the highs and the lows. Even though I struggled with finding clients, I have to say I wrote more about the highs. I loved learning on the field and writing about it. I enjoyed writing about what I tested from podcasts I listened to. I freely shared tips that were both easy and doable. I then shared it to the world on Facebook, Instagram, Google Plus at the time, and LinkedIn. Then something happened. Visits to my website began to increase. My page views went from 300 to over 4,000 per month. My Facebook page likes grew as well, and my Instagram followers grew. More people were viewing my content on LinkedIn. I went out of my way to include a call to action, to click a link each time I shared content from my site. Engagement began to happen on my posts. People were thanking me and asking questions and started tagging me when others were in search of a social media manager. My biggest expense, but undoubtedly the game changer, was having some professional photos taken. I hate selfies. I have many, and they're never right. A friend of mine left her nursing job to become a brand photographer. She offered a professional makeup hair and styling as well. I signed up and had no regrets. Once I began to use these photos, I was viewed more as a professional. And within a month, I was interviewed in an entrepreneurial blog. And later, I was included in an article about being an Instagram rock star along with the likes of Kim Garst. Now, in spite of the wins, there were definitely tough times to deal with. I was tired. My nights ended late and my morning started way too early. My day job reflected it at times and I was becoming unhappier at my day job as well. I took a two-month break from chasing clients and lowballing my work. In fact, I made the discovery that my ideal client was not my ideal client. No matter how good a deal I would present, it was not still in their budget. And even though I was a newbie, I offered value, care, and enthusiasm. I wanted to use this time to place more value on my work. I went on a search for books and podcasts where I could learn more about social media and other types of online obstacles small business owners were experiencing. I found a book called Badass Your Brand by Pia Silva. It shared really great insight on pricing, choosing a niche product and service and having the faith to stick to your guns when it came to your pricing. I revamped my website to reflect a more confident business owner. All of these recent steps were steps out of my comfort zone. And then I got invited to a networking event. Now, I was under the mistaken impression that being active on social media would carry me up the entrepreneurial ladder. My followers saw a super confident leader. They had no clue, though, that I was a very shy one. Honestly, my thoughts about networking events was that it's for the birds. 
However, one of the main points of business is that people do business with those that they know, like, and trust. I discovered this when I went to attend monthly events at an event in Ontario called Heart of Networking. Now, this was a networking community for women, and many of the women who attended from other surrounding areas, they went here to network. Now, when I walked in, shyness began to engulf over me. The voice in my head told me to go in and gravitate towards something that made me feel more comfortable. I looked around and there was somebody that I followed on Instagram. She was called or is called the pink coach. While growing a customer's Instagram account, I would search for women in business and she was one of the accounts that I followed. I had also followed her with my own Instagram account. I went up to her table and I said, hi, I recognize you from Instagram. And I said it in a confident voice. And she said, really, am I following you? And I said, no, you're not. <laughs> I said with an infectious, confident laugh. Then I asked her to tell me about her business. I filled out a form for her deep dive discovery session. Quite frankly, I had a feeling that maybe she thought I was a waste of time. Another thing I had to overcome, thinking that people could not take me seriously. After leaving her table, I went to mingle and thank goodness there was time to sit down at assigned tables. I got through the event and I was left feeling warm and fuzzy. And when I got home, I said to my husband, I've decided that I am going to leave my job. I was inspired by seeing all of these women in business. So the next day I received an email from the pink coach and there was no feeling of what did I do? She invited me for a half hour Skype conversation about her services. When we were done, I told Clive that this was something I really needed to do. She was really great. She went through my website and she gave me some really great tips. And before I went to sleep, I knew I had to leave my job. Claudine told me her fee, Claudine the pink coach. Our family had some debt, but I still thought it was manageable. I was pulling in some money from client work for my side hustle, and I was really good at budgeting. I went upstairs, and by the end of the night, I responded back with an email, and I told her I wanted to sign on. I have no regrets partnering with a business coach. She helped me to discover my strengths about myself when it comes to my skills. I am able to use these as my secret sauce for my business. I am creative. I think outside the box and I hold myself and my clients accountable when it comes to goal setting. It is important for me that my clients not just show up online, but meet their business goals as well. I was also working towards an exit from my work. I made it clear that I had to leave my job in 10 months. The coach asked why, and my answer was simple. You have to have a goal. I was told that it was aggressive. However, it could be done if I stepped up to the plate. I met with the coach bi-weekly. We would talk about my day job, issues at home, self-care, and tasks to be carried out. I was being held accountable by reporting my results when we met. All I can say is that signing up with a business coach 
was my most valued investment. She slowed my thoughts down and had me think strategically. She helped me to remove shiny objects and reminded me to keep my cool at work, especially since the atmosphere at my job was becoming really toxic. I also pushed the envelope when it came to our finances, my finances at home. I was working hard, but I wanted to leave as little room for error as possible. We had a pretty low mortgage and some debt, and my husband and I consolidated and refinanced our mortgage to make our overall payments smaller and also planned for a date to pay everything off. I purchased clothing and shoes for LB at the end of the season, on sale and in larger sizes for the following year. For the first time, we signed up for a Costco card. This way, we could buy passes to summer events and excursions on sale. My last day at my 9 to 5 was just days before LB's last day of school. We had to buckle down on expenses, but I still wanted her to enjoy the summer. When we got our income tax back, we paid for LB's daycare fees for two months in advance. We purchased meat and some pricier meats like steak and fish and loaded them up in the freezer. Clive and I decided that it would be a good idea to travel before I left my job. I had an amazing paid vacation package. We went to Jamaica to visit his parents who had a difficult time traveling. We also rented a car and stayed for part of the trip in a nice hotel. Now that I would be working from home, I wanted to change my work atmosphere. The thought of a laptop lifestyle in various coffee shops was really cute, but really expensive. So Clive and I bought a gazebo for the backyard. Now I could work indoors and out, not to mention it was a really nice family asset. So June 1st was approaching quickly. The date for me to hand in my resignation was coming up. And my coach let me know that it was okay to extend the time frame, but I just could not entertain that idea. There were always new reasons as to why I had to stick to plan A. So on the 1st of June, I walked into work as I normally did. However, it was different. I had my resignation letter tucked in my notebook. The goal was to sit with my manager at 7.30 a.m. and give him two weeks notice. I was scared. This was the first experience of expectations coming into fruition. Once I handed in my letter, there was no turning back. I was surprised that I got choked up as I spoke to him. I was surprised about how wonderful the conversation was. He was taken aback. The company did not have many people with 26 years plus experience under their belt. Not to mention, they didn't have many of those individuals who would resign from their jobs. We chatted about how difficult it was to find the time to balance work and family life and how going back to school was like adding another ball to juggle. Our conversation was reminiscent of what I've been through and was still struggling through. My last day as an employee would also be the first one as a full-time entrepreneur where I would be working towards living my best life. I hope you enjoyed this story. I love to read about it. And sometimes I feel that we all need a little bit of inspiration 
So if you are in the process of thinking of turning that side hustle into a full-time gig, or if you have turned your side hustle into your full-time gig as an entrepreneur, think back to your whys and maybe even write a little bit of a book about your whys and you'll never know how much you can inspire yourself. Thank you for listening to Strategize Your Business Online. If you found value in what you heard today, please leave us a review. And feel free to share this podcast with someone you think who would love it. You just might get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when a new episode is released. Do you find the online space challenging when it comes to increasing your brand's visibility? Visit my website and register for my monthly free masterclass. Or connect with me on Instagram. You can head over to dboswellbuck.com and you'll find all the links that you need right there. It's always my goal to align your business goals strategically with your online presence. We'll see you on the next episode.